Welcome to the Good and Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a great show for you today. We have some gardening questions for you, some early season gardening questions have already started to come in, and we we get it. It's getting warm out, but we have to make sure that we we, we temper some of our uh, uh, desires and wants to be out working in the garden. And you know, I cannot do this by myself. I am joined, as always, by horticulture educator Ken Johnson in Jacksonville. Hey, Ken. Hello, Chris. Have you gotten out yet? Check out your, your garden and landscapes. So I am avoiding all the temptation to pull leaves away from plants, to do all this and that. I'm just trying to like walk around, as, just like look at the ground, be like, have you started sprouting yet? Are you coming up? And you know, I've got daffodils that are just about ready to bloom. I have hyacinth that I can see the flower begin to push up from the middle uh, of the center of those leaves. And tulips, of course, um, they're fully leafed out, just waiting for a flower bud to come up. And so it's it's already started, and it's it's March 14th, Pi Day. Happy Pi Day, Ken. Happy Pi Day. <laughs> uh, how about yourself? Or have you been getting out in the garden? Yeah, I've done a little bit of pruning uh, here and there. We've got some some trees that are kind of shading our garden, our vegetable garden a little bit. So I prune those up and we've got crocus coming up. I think some of our crocus are probably getting close to done blooming already. Daffodils, same thing. Up flower stalks are up. I've noticed a few town, a few houses around here in Jacksonville, their uh, daffodils are actually blooming uh, and, and tulips are up too. So mm -hmm. it feels earlier than normal. I have to go back and check pictures from previous years but it seems we're a little earlier than normal yes i actually was just looking at pictures from last year and so last year in april we had snow and it was it had already warmed up and things were greened up but it it snowed in april and i just thought it was very neat because it was very the juxtaposition of the bright green spring grass with the snow on top. And it was created by the canopy of the trees that block the snow from falling in certain areas. It was pretty stunning and, and beautiful, but the snow melted within a day. So, uh, but just got to remember, we're still technically in winter and uh, winter, spring at least early spring for us here in Illinois, it can go many different directions. Just got to keep that in mind. Yeah, I think I think that was last year. We had some we had tulips up when it snowed. We had mm -hmm. some some nice pictures up to see if I can find one. We can throw that in. Yes, I'll, I'll see if I can find get these in here too because we had bluebells and all. I mean, it was full bloom spring landscape, and then just snow started falling. So speaking of snow and weather and gardening, uh, we have got uh, some questions today uh, that, that we are going to be answering. So these are real questions from, from real people, not uh, bots or AI generated, uh, whatever they're called these days. We promise these are from living, breathing human beings. Um, and so, Ken, we, let's, we should probably go ahead and get started with... Uh, with our lineup of, of questions this week. Would you mind kicking us off, please? All right, so the first question we have is, what's the difference between frost-free and average last frost dates? Which coming up on, on some of that here in a little bit. Yes, now uh, you can correct my, my poorly worded definition of these things, but what I think of as frost-free date, this is kind of that last recorded frost, like 
for that recording period. And and we probably need to have a, a better expert on maybe than either of us. Trent Ford is who comes to mind, um, who can can help us define these. But I think the window of time they measure this in is 30 years. Is that correct? That they they go back 30 years to figure out when is that last dead last frost free date, and then after that, there there, there hasn't been any freeze. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm trying to picture the maps in my mind. And where's what's the key? See, I think it's about 30 years. Mm -hmm. seems to ring a bell anyway yeah so frost free date that's that like very last that's the latest frost date frost event that was ever recorded in that span of time and so planting stuff after that you're you're pretty much assuming you're going to be pretty safe in terms of not having to encounter any frost uh but ken what about like your average frost state how does that compare so i think that again that's looking at that range of dates as to when when the last frost is and that's just kind of taking the average date of those that range i think i think they're moving a lot to, towards median mm -hmm. uh, last frost because that you get rid of some of those extremes doesn't affect it as much so there's still at that point there's still like a 50 percent chance you're going to get a frost so you're to some extent, we're out of the woods, but there's, you still run the risk of eating a frost. So you're still waiting for all of our, our warm season crops or, or sensitive crops. You're not going to be planting those out yet. Typically, we're doing that at last frost or maybe a week or two before last frost. Mm -hmm. So With protection, like with you making sure that if you need to, you throw a blanket or something over that stuff because you, we can still, I, I really prefer putting my warm season stuff out when I know that my nighttime temperatures are definitely away from the 30s. I would prefer them to be in the 50s if possible, because if we go in the 40s and you got your tomato plants out there, they're just it's going to set them back for like two weeks. So um, yeah, and there's enough things working to set my tomatoes back. <laughs> I don't need random cold weather. Yeah, a lot of those other professionals, yeah, those, those warm seasons, they typically they want soil temperatures in the 50s otherwise they they sit there and don't do anything so mm -hmm. so i know for here in jacksonville typically we're talking i think our frost free date is early to mid-may but typically you know you're planting tomatoes may 15th is what i usually mm -hmm. recommend and i think our average last frost is around mid-april <clears throat> so we've got a month there between our average last frost and our frost free date yes yep exactly same same thing here in, in macomb and, you know, we're looking at about mid-May for planting out some of those traditional garden vegetables that we often think about when we think about gardening. Well, Ken, our next question is one I don't know if either of us have much experience with, but we're, we'll ask it anyway and we'll, we'll weigh in. Um, do you find that farmers' almanac dates to be good to go by or not? Um, what do you think? <laughs> farmers' almanac dates, do we use them or not? Um, so I'll say my, my grandpa used to get farmer's almanac. I think it was every year for, for Christmas. Um, but I can say as an adult, I don't know if I've ever looked at it, so I can't say how accurate the dates are. I can't imagine they're too terribly off. I, I would say they're probably looking at the averages just like everything else, but mm -hmm. I cannot have a, an informed opinion on that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe in terms of those frost-free dates, by average fraud, like when they're talking about those, yeah, they're probably using the same numbers as 
as as we do when we give these recommendations some of the things like oh it's going to be a really cold brutally cold winter next year like i don't know how they could predict that but yeah. um you know i wish we we need to like document like okay farmers almanac says it's going to be brutally cold and then actually see what the winter's like and then go back to double check these things but i don't i don't sure have somebody time. has someone has i'm sure we could just do a quick google but like, i don't know ken i don't have the energy to do that right now <laughs> <laughs> maybe next desire to of, do that <laughs> next on the list of things to do it's all it's a long list right now so <laughs> oh yeah busy time of year um and that's it, really good we're really happy for uh just just how wonderful the weather has been so all right so our, our next question is does the planting date differ depending on whether you plant seeds or a small plant or transplant i yeah we kind of mentioned that um with uh with tomatoes and soil temperatures um but yeah so whether you're if you're going to sow seed out into the soil outdoors you really do need to have kind of a mind of what is that temperature and many times we break our crops into two different groups we have our cool season crops and we have our warm season crops there are some cool season crops like spinach um, potatoes things like that that could probably even be planted close to right now and they would germinate well because they can grow in cool soils well potatoes technically aren't germinating but they're sprouting you know what i mean um however if we get to some of those warm season crops you know we think about beans or uh, peppers and those things like that you put them in cold soil they're not going to do anything so that's very often so that we can get a jump on the season, we will start those indoors or you can buy them from a grow nursery or growing uh, garden center. And you can plant them as transplants, which gives you a couple weeks to a month head start on the growing season. So yes, there is a difference. Yeah, I'd say think of it as, you know, basically that seed and that plant doesn't, the, those weather conditions are gonna affect it, whether it's a, a seed or a plant. So that's not gonna, that date's not gonna change. It's yeah, you're, you're shaving off that, you know, what do we start tomatoes five to six weeks before we plant them outside. Mm -hmm. So you're saving yourself a month plus time. You know, if you're to direct seed that tomato, you're looking at what? Maybe September. End, yeah, end of August, September by the time you get a a love apple there. So yeah. <laughs> so our next question is about starting seeds inside. So when starting seeds indoors to transplant outside. Should grow lights be turned on as soon as the seeds are planted or not? Uh, do you wait until they sprout? And would window light be enough for germination? Uh, Ken, what are your thoughts on indoor supplemental lighting? There's a lot to unpack on this one. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as should lights be turned on? I would say yes, in general. I, it could depend. So some seeds do need light for germination, especially some of our smaller Plants a lot of the, some of the flowers, um, was like snapdragon and some of those need, and need, sun, yeah, mm -hmm. need light to to germinate. Mo a lot of the vegetables are it's not necessary for doing vegetables, but again, there are some like lettuce stuff that do. Um, but it's probably a good idea to leave those on all the time or start them when you're planting, just so that when stuff does start germinating. You're not having plants germinate in the dark and then they get real long and leggy and lanky and that causes all kinds of problems and you can't you can't undo that so if you're using fluorescent lights 
you know, your electric bill isn't going to go up too much, hopefully, uh, <laughs> doing that. So it's you're going to be better off leaving that on as soon as you get them out there. Um, and then was it a window light being enough to turn? Like, mm -hmm. you could probably get them germinated, but again, you're in northern climates um, in the winter. You know, we're going to have short day length. The sun sun isn't as intense. So we're not getting as much light. So again, you're going to get those long, leggy, lanky plants, and they're probably going to be growing towards the lights. So you're constantly rotating uh, those pots, so they're growing straight, but they're still going to get lanky. Uh, so you could use a window, but I would still probably do some supplemental light uh, with with a fluorescent light or something like that, just so you're getting enough light and it's you're getting enough light intensity mm -hmm. on those plants. Uh, yeah, give them both. Give them a window and give them supplemental light if you can. This uh, nothing we can do inside can equal the power of the sun. So that if give them the light that you can give them. Um, and it, I would agree everything Ken says because there was one year I did seed starting inside and I thought, well, I'll start the seeds and then I'll come back tomorrow and I'll get the light set up. You know, I didn't do that. It was a week goes by and I'm still don't have the light set up yet. So um, it was too late. My seedlings were too leggy. They were stretched and you, there's no recovery from that. Um, they started like growing and intertwining with each other and it just became a nightmare. It, would, it just would have been easier for me to just totally scrap everything and start over. So get your lights set up, get them set on a timer, get your flats planted and just, just go from there because that is a critical moment when that, when that, that seedling emerges from the soil, it needs to have light in order to recover and to rebuild that energy that it has just used from that seed to, to sprout. So it's a critical moment where they really do need a lot of light. Yeah, you want those nice short compact plants so you're That's starting right. them you're buying them from the store uh, but the only thing you can get away with to some extent with leggy plants is tomatoes because you can plant those mm -hmm. deeper yeah then what they're growing in the pot everything else you plant them too deep you're done for so yep they'll rot mm -hmm. all right and i think our last question here is this person's confused by planting depth uh twice the width is the general recommendation so if the seed was shaped like corn what is the width of that seed well, uh, I would say the seed packet will tell you exactly what you need to know. <laughs> just just read your seed packet. If you don't have access to a seed packet, you can go online and read all kinds of seed packet information from you know your favorite uh, seed supplier. And they have all of that readily online. Give your local extension office a call. If you have a specific plant or seed in mind, we can we can tell you and you know, what, what that might be, but that should all be contained on that seed packet. Yeah. If it's, if it's a bigger seed, you know, I usually go to like first knuckle mm -hmm. and put it in. I don't necessarily measure. And if it's smaller seed, it's soil surface or media. It's not, you're not using soil, you're potting media surface and maybe sprinkle a little media over it or some vermiculite if it's real yeah. small. Yeah. I like vermiculite as kind of the covering for some of those things like arugula and stuff too. Keep that algae growth down. Yes. Ooh. Well, that was a lot of great information about early season gardening, at least getting us uh, out from underneath the quilts and maybe getting our hands dirty in some potting mix in the basement. The Good Growing Podcast is a production of University of Illinois Extension, uh, edited this week by me, Chris Enroth. A special thanks for Ken for once again hanging out with me, talking about gardening. 
Thank you so much, Ken. Hey, thank you. Thanks for hanging out and go enjoy some pie. And uh, let's do this again next week. Oh, we shall do this again next week. We're going to be talking with Chris Luking all about cut flowers. Uh, Chris, she's with Extension, but she also does grow cut flowers commercially. So she's going to tell us some of her favorite cut flowers and how to grow them. You won't want to miss that one. Listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching. And as always, keep on growing.